Hey, you busy? Mm-mm. Okay, let me run something past you real quick. I'm going to go ahead and give you a extreme viewer discretion is advised. I cannot express to you the amount of irritation that I'm feeling. Like if I had a thermometer to test and display the level of irritation, it will probably break. Let me explain something to you. Um, and you know, <laughs> you know by this tone alone that if I'm starting off with a conversation in this tone with the let me explain something to you quote is you already know it's about to be something. <sighs> Here's my thing. I feel like people are losing their touch on being connected to their heart before they start to speak words out of their mouth. I feel like as a generation, as a people, we are continually, slowly but surely, being desensitized and detached from the golden rule. Do unto others as you want others to do to you. That we are forgetting to be human first without being anything else leading that. That at this point in our lives, if we don't know how to care about people, how to put ourselves in someone else's shoes, how to see something from someone else's perspective, then what are you doing on a day-to-day, on a growth spurt? Like, where, where are you in your growing stages? I understand if a child, because they lack the brain capacity and all things intertwined into that, to be able to say, oh, okay, this hurts Johnny, so I won't do this to Johnny, you know, or let me go ahead and think about what I'm getting ready to say on this playground before I push them and let them know this is my swing. They don't have the capacity to be able to leverage in that way. But when you are at a certain age that you are able to take tissue and wipe and you do a good job so there's no smell, so you're an adult kind of sort of, at that point you need to do a better job at connecting your actions and your words to how it would influence or affect, impact those people around you, especially people that you care about. I am utterly disgusted by people who move in a way that shows I don't care about people, I'm going to stop stomp along the flowers of anybody else's feelings in this thing called life just so I can get to my destination and this is this is the route that I'm going to take yes I could have taken a different route and yes I'm aware either through you telling me someone else telling me but once you are made aware that hey the route that you're taking to get to your said independence or whatever your end goal is you're taking a painful route to get there I think at that point if that person doesn't decide you know what let me adjust my route let me adjust the way that I'm exercising said thing then you You are the most cold-hearted individual walking on earth and is the equivalent to cold-blooded murder in my opinion. Let me let you know where this is coming from. A few things happened to kind of spark this this up because I'm just like, this is ridiculous. Let's go back where it's further removed because I'm trying to calm myself down so I can make sure that I'm articulating exactly what happened in a way that you're like, oh, okay, I get it. You remember when Gail King had the idiotic idea to go ahead and interview Lisa Leslie about Kobe Bryant once he passed. That man wasn't even buried. He was the the 
from the time that he passed, it wasn't even 30 days before she went ahead, seized the opportunity to get a hot story out because she knows she's a journalist. I get that. But the indecency that followed behind the questioning was just like, did you even think about how that would feel to his family, to those who are still mourning? This wound is still fresh. And for some reason, you thought it to be for some reason a good idea whether it was you the network whatever you wanted to blame and then you're shocked by the fact that you're getting backlash and all kind of death threats and you're getting a negative response you're confused behind that did it ever once cross your mind miss king that this man has a 17-year-old child left behind, a, a wife, a, he, that someone could possibly pull this up at some point, that people all over the world are going to be submerging themselves in all things Kobe Bryant on a totally different level more than before because this thing was not only a shock, it was a devastation to most, including myself. So to see that this woman went ahead sat across from another woman and asked her about something that was indecent at such a mournful time, you would do that? I don't care how you cut it, what kitchen you cook it in, it's never going to be served enough where it's going to make sense to me. That is why she got the negative response that she got. To take an opportunity to speak to one of Kobe Bryant's closest friends, what have you, and to get some information, that in and of itself, there's nothing wrong with that. To get a closer inside perspective on the friendship that he, you know, the two of them had, or how he cared about people, or just gaining some information from Lisa Leslie that we wouldn't know as common people day to day seeing him on TV. Because once you deem someone your friend, they do have the inside scoop on some things that other people are not privy to. So, you know, his mannerisms was, you know, you can ask, any, how was he as a dad? How was he as a friend? What are your most memorable moments? What's one of the things that will always stick to your heart? What's, I'm not even in journalism, and there's a million things that I could have thought of to ask her that I would have wanted to know outside of, so, um, that charge that he got that one time, long, long time ago, that was dismissed. Um, so, what do you actually feel about that? Now, she was treading on shredding on some thin ice when she did that. But once Lisa went ahead and explained, that's not, as my friend, I didn't see that in him. Other players, you know, they were really aggressive with, hey, Lisa, you know, go get that girl from me. If we were in clubs or whatever establishments or events, I had other players that were around me that had this aggressiveness, but not Kobe. He was laid back. He was kind. So I just can't piece together where that, the incident that he was allegedly charged with or, can, or, um, the, the, that they brought up against him, she couldn't see how that particular item could have been matched with his persona. That that was a great explanation. And I'm paraphrasing from what Miss Leslie said. But then for Gail Keene to come behind that and just cut her off and be like, yeah, but you wouldn't have seen it, Leslie. You're his friend. You couldn't have seen it, Leslie. You're his friend. Let me explain something to you, Miss King. You are very close to Oprah Winfrey. Hmm? Right. And as close as you are to her, you have information that the average person is not privy to. Why she never really What's the real reason she never married Stedman. Hmm? OK. We, what you think the real reason is behind why she's, you know, so sensitive and yet at the same time so bullheaded. 
Why do you think that all of a sudden now she's taking on this stance when it appears to be from the external where it looks like she's attacking black men who are prominent figures in the black community? Hmm? Okay. Um, why do you think that, you know, she took the stance that she did with Harry Weinstein? Okay, why do you, how would you feel, Miss Gail King, sitting on the opposite side of a chair and having people put you in a place where they force you to defend the honor of which you, who your best friend was? And then as you're trying to explain it, they cut you off and say, yeah, but you wouldn't have seen that. You wouldn't have be able to see that side of her because, you know, you were her best friend. You would be appalled that at everything that Oprah went ahead and obtained and ascertained that for some, you didn't want to bring up why she quit like the talk show and then went on to owning own or the magazine or, you know, uh, any other community things that she did when she was building those schools and this, that, and the third. Somebody sat across from you and wanted to know what's the real reason why she had them issues um, with the weight going up and down with like Luther Vandross. What was the reason with that? You went and feel some kind of way. If for five seconds, Miss Gail King set aside and said, you know what? I have a best friend who is also a prominent figure. I have a best friend that I share things with her and had experiences with her that people are going to want to know about. So I'm being called to this interview to shine the light from my best friend who is no longer. And to understand not only as a woman, not only as an African-American woman, but as a woman of a certain respect. Because Lisa Leslie is, is of a certain respect because she was a great WNBA player. But you sat across from this woman like she was some rinky-dink and you was going to be able to just talk about her friend any kind of way. She handled it wonderfully because the African-American average woman would have probably did something that was a little bit more emotionally, you know, stemmed and prone from. And I can't fathom where this comes from where people are not digging a little deeper to say, hmm, let me handle this in a way that I will want someone to handle this with me. Now, the situation that happened with me today, whoo, breathe. My brother's birthday is technically today, Right? And I feel like we are in a place in our conversations, in our friendship, where I can share things with you because I've said some things up until this conversation that you can be like, oh, okay, I get it. When I had the conversation with you about severed relationships, where I really just poured my heart out about his whole, that whole incident. And just to give you a little refresher, my brother is no more. He went on to be with the Lord. He passed at 16. He was a victim of being an innocent bystander, and he was a victim of a stray bullet. And that happened when he was 16. He and I are five years apart, so that happened with me being in my early 20s. That happened three weeks after me having and giving birth to my first son, or my first child. I only have one son. And so today, as normally would, my Facebook family, literally the family members that I'm friends with on Facebook, did ahead and went, you know, with the happy birthdays and okay and all that other stuff. As normal, 
I have chosen to take this stance where I don't go ahead and post any of that anymore because I'm getting to the point where social media is not my place to just air everything that I'm feeling because I just... I'm getting to the place where the things that matter to my heart won't be found expressed extensively on social media. However, one of my aunts went ahead and did this post. It started off normal. Happy birthday to my nephew. He would have been, and she said his age, but he went ahead and passed at 16, gone too soon. He got shot by a stray bullet and <laughs> DJ run that back. <laughs> Hold on, bruh. I'm so, what? So immediately this anger inflicted upon me and I was like, time out. The first thing that kind of jolted out of me was, wait a minute. I felt like it was an invasion of privacy. How dare you put that information out like that? How dare you do that? Then I felt this secondary emotion of I have to defend my brother's honor. You're not going to just you're not going to just do that. Then it was the third of like if my mother was still alive and she was your Facebook friend, would you have put that information out? And so all of these emotions was kind of like just spewing out of me and I was trying to catch it before I said something that was ridiculous and so I started to scroll past it like wow that really angered me and then I came back and I was like "Mm -mm, no 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 because I just feel like deep down inside there's some things that you have to put a you got to put your mouth to you got to put your words to because if you don't then people would just be out of bounds too many times for your sake for for my liking And so I was like, "Mm, how do I handle this with decency? Pause right there. Even in my anger, I was still trying to find a way to express my anger, but in a way that was decent. Because if you want an end result, if you're looking for a resolve, you cannot get there recklessly. And so I knew with my deodorant, sweat just getting ready to fail on me, palpitations at its highest, and me pacing the public place that I was at, that I still needed to handle this matter with a level of decency so that I can get to the resolve that I would desire. So I went ahead and I'm like, hmm, okay, let me check myself. Because it was clear that I was emotional. It was clear that I was overly emotional. And I wanted to make sure that I wasn't speaking from a place of pure emotions without me putting some logic to it. So I said, okay, let me make a few phone calls. I called my husband. He didn't see the point right away. He's like, "Mm, well, you know, maybe that's her truth. And so I had to stop him. And I went, I went extremely off of my emotion. I'm like, let me, (laughs) let me just give it to you this way. And here's what I pretty much was concluding. When something is a shared loss, you have to be careful of how you decide to mourn that publicly. Just because you wanted to travel down memory lane for whatever the reason, he has been, it has been over a decade that my brother has been passed at this point. And so now you decided on this particular birthday anniversary, not the day that he passed, on his birthday anniversary, that you wanted to go ahead and give the public world, half of the people you probably don't speak to, give the public world a 
detailed illustration of how he passed. You have no idea what that can trigger in someone else. You have no idea the amount of salt that you poured in a wound that some people may still be trying to heal. But because you wanted to speak to the public at large, you went ahead and just spoke recklessly. At no time will that be okay, ever will it be okay. And I'm like, okay, let me try this differently. So I called another aunt of mine. And before I even got into my second stanza, she was like, I totally get it. Yeah, I can't even, that's just disrespectful. I said, well, I'm going to try a different tactic. I'm going to go ahead and approach that family member. I'm not going to do it publicly, but I'm, I don't have her number. So I'm going to go ahead and do it in this messenger because I was on a different phone. I said, hey, <laughs> I really would appreciate, I said, hey there, I really would appreciate. Matter of fact, I'm not even going to go off the, uh, nope, I ain't going to go off the memory. I'm going to go ahead and say exactly what was said so that everybody is clear. Because, again, I'm never going to speak nothing that I'm not, if it's not submerged in truth. So what I said, I'm looking at it here. Hey there. Can you remove the part of your post that says my brother was killed by a stray bullet? It's hurtful to read that, and it really isn't anyone's business how he passed. Can't tell you what to do, but I'm asking for at least my sake. Love you. Let me explain to you how proud I am of myself that that was written at my most vexed point. You know that you vex when you pacing, when you go outside of an establishment, it is freezing outside, you are pacing, and you still hot. Yeah, somebody may, may want to be careful. So I told the relative that I called, I said, I'm going to see if she responds. I'm going to go ahead and take th this route. And she was like, okay, well, I'm going to call her real quick to kind of like, you know, give her a heads up or kind of see like where her mind is at. I said, okay, cool. Didn't, didn't think anything of it. Relative called me right back so quick that I thought that she was going to tell me she didn't answer. She was like, well, I called her and I told her, I said, hey, you know, I think you put a little bit too much extra on that birthday shout out. And it's almost like pouring salt into the wounds of his surviving siblings that are also your Facebook friends, I think that you should go ahead and, you know, remove that. I think it's hurtful. Said relative who posted original uh, status, told the re my aunt, um, that's your opinion. I said, okay. Um, <laughs> here's what I'm going to do. So I began to go over and muddle in my mind different tactics of because I like to go ahead and be a realist if that's a stance that she took with somebody over the phone it probably won't be a good idea for me to call her okay from the message that I just read I think I handled it very well but I think at the same time I need to go ahead and reevaluate do I want that kind of person in my life if the stance was going to be <laughs> freedom of speech, which angers me in such a level because we take certain things for it. We just abuse certain amenities being a U.S. citizen. If we were in any of those other Middle Eastern type of places, there is no speaking out against nothing. Your freedom of speech can have you landed somewhere that looks like it's life or death, ma'am. Yeah, you're not going to speak how you want to just talk crazy about the president, just say whatever. Yeah, they have very strict rules when it comes to what you can and cannot say in certain areas. 
So because we don't have that kind of stipulation here in the U.S. of the A, people just be saying whatever they want to say. The decent, like we lack such decency. It is truly disgusting. And I make sure that I'm submerged in that when I'm moving because the Bible says that God is a God of decency and order. So if I'm going to say that I know God or I'm living for God or I want to, you know, be abided by him so he can abide in me and all these different things, then I'm going to make sure that how he moves is how I want to move. I want us to be cohesive dance partners in this thing called life. And so it does something to me. It does rattle a part of me to feel like everybody else is just walking around carelessly. That you're taking your freedom to the point that you are just aimlessly using it and you don't realize that you're hurting others and destroying other things in the process? Did you stop for five seconds and say, okay, if my sister is calling me and then I have my niece inboxing me, hmm. Now fast forward, she did go ahead and edit that portion of the statement because when I seen that she didn't answer my messenger I went ahead to her post and was like please refer to your messenger because I find a portion of this particular status very offensive that was my last like okay this is my last attempt I waited a couple of moments which is hard for me because I expect rapid refund turbo tax results on certain things especially when it's uncomfortable and when it's hurtful like I said, she then went ahead and removed that. So I went back because I, I value decency and order. I went back to her particular post and I removed what I initially put. Never was I trying to trample on her truth. I was trying to expand in her mind. You can say happy birthday, but you cannot do that in a way that you could possibly reactivate someone else's hurt. That's wrong. And no, they don't teach you that in any life course in, in school. It's just certain things have to be embedded in you. And as I'm growing and I'm learning that that is not a trait that people are used to carrying around or honing in or growing. People are out here doing things, saying things, and just moving recklessly and then kind of dealing with the after effects in a way that either looks like a lot of pride or a lot of, mm, yeah, I didn't really care anyway. Because for you not to even, I mean, that phone call had to be so quick. Like I said, I thought the conversation was going to start off with her saying like she didn't answer. But for the, it to be so fast that your ending result was, mm, well, that's your opinion. Someone is not coming against your lifestyle, the choices that you made, the things that you're wearing. The, no one's walking up to you like I told you in, in, in the confidence uh, combo that we had. No one's walking up to you and saying that that lipstick that you wore was just ugly. You know, that's the time that you say that's your opinion. There is a time that you are to listen to what's being said and see if you can find the pulse in there that kind of connects back to did I handle something inappropriately? Did I lack some information or perspective that if I had what I had now in the beginning, I would have moved different? 
And if that comes out to be a confirmational thing, then at that point, you owe it to the growth and the betterment of everyone, including yourself, to move different, to have a different conclusion, for it not to look like you're responding in defense, for it not to look like you're responding in a way that you like, well, I'm grown. I'm. Everyone knows that you're grown, including the people who are looking at your birth certificate, okay? Everyone understands that. But can we move to another place that looks like you're holding the pasha of... I know that we move in a really cold world, but as long as we here, I'm going to make sure that I care, especially about the people who I say I care about. For crying out loud, and I said to myself, when my aunt called me back, I said, I pray that she just had that particular stance with you because that was sister calling sister. But I hope she takes a different, a, a different posture when she sees that I outreached her as the sister of the brother she's talking about. When did we get to a place that we just look at everybody like they're the enemy? Where did we get to the place that we just like, I'm going to say what I want to say, do what I want to do, wear what I want to wear, without really realizing you're offending people? You remember when Lizzo was going out and she was going to the basketball games and she had her glutes cut out the pants and, you know, she was dancing in the front. And then when she seen the camera was on her in the NBA, she turned around and started twerking. Listen, not coming against anything that no one does, but I would have hated if that was a family outing for my children and I. And now we got to see that somebody is in, in their freaking almost looks like pants, panties, and you twerking in front of my 10 year old. Then we got a problem. So then when people pull up on you, then it's like, oh, well, I'm just expressing myself. Yes, but not to the detriment of somebody else's. You cannot do that to the fact that it starts to bleed into indecency. Not to the detriment of my daughter seeing something inappropriate. Not at a detriment that married men got to kind of look away because it's like, bro, I'm here with my wife. It has to get to a point that we are starting to make sure that we have clear indications between something is your truth and somebody's trying to override your truth to you can exercise and still land to the to the destination of your truth without you offending and hurting people. Now, I will put my finger there. I do understand that you're not going to be able to please everybody. I get that everybody's not going to be happy with every decision that you ever make in your ever life, okay? I get that. But if you can say to your core, if I was on the other side of someone taking their grandma out, someone taking their grandfather out, someone taking, you know, their their three-year-old kid who just loves this particular basketball person, and I just thought, you know what, instead of you seeing it, on the TV this time, baby, I'm going to go ahead and get you some seats this time. You're going to be in the, you know, just the company of other people who love this basketball player just as much as you. If you can't see that, that could possibly be a detriment to other people who are trying to enjoy the very show that you decided to take over. Nobody's saying don't live your truth. Nobody's saying don't express your truth. No one is even trying to purposely intentionally unless they are a stroll a, a troll rather they're not intentionally trying to ruin the parade of you emerging and evolving to the person that you are yes you stand for something because everybody knows that you fall for anything if you don't yes you go ahead and be able to let people know you know what I love you well we can agree to disagree but if someone is coming to you and saying hey I think that the message that you're trying to articulate because 
you can word it differently, however you want to express it. But if you can, you look at it from this person's point of view and feel like, hmm, if I was in their shoes, I would have felt that way. What you do at your own concerts, Lizzo, it is what it is. You know, they came to see you. They're not going to tell you how to do your show. Hats off. Absolutely get it. But someone who booked the ticket for that particular basketball game did not know that Lizzo was going to come out and be um, booty clapping. You got to kind of, you see what I'm saying? Like, give and take on the, hmm, decency and order. So my challenge to you is, when you are navigating through this thing called life and you're expressing yourself and you're evolving and you're learning yourself so you're moving differently and, and so with your words and with your actions, can you take a moment or two and kind of look at, do like a little span, if you will, to see if how you're expressing yourself can be a deficit to someone else that is watching you, that will be listening to you. I'm sure if Gail King would have stopped and said, let me kind of come up with some questions or at least a direction that I want this particular interview to go. Because what I don't want is a friend of Kobe Bryant who is mourning at this time to actually have to possibly come out of this emotional state to defend or feel offended. So let me make sure that I'm making that I'm ensuring that with my series of questions that is navigating and coasting to a landing of, I just wanted to give a different perspective on Kobe Bryant for those who are mourning in a positive and lighting way. With my particular relative, I get that you wanted to do happy birthday, but can you go ahead and proofread and come out of your emotions and say, hmm, if I that part right there about the uh, the straight bullet and bull innocent bystander. I mean, was that too much? Because the reality is to me, everyone who was at my brother's funeral and wake, they knew exactly why we were there. So if you felt like you was giving someone a refresher who didn't know, that's painful. And if you felt like, you know, someone would look at your post and say, man, 16, wonder what happened. They can continue to wonder. You don't have to go ahead and connect to people that my brother didn't possibly even know. And half the time, the people that you're connecting to and trying to go ahead and be the journalist for on social media, you don't even talk to them. What if she would have taken five seconds to say, hmm. Yeah, I think this could be handled a little differently. No one's saying not to do something. It's just, can you do it in a way that you can settle in your heart that was decent? Because then you'll be a Gail King trying to go ahead and apologize because now you're like, oh, okay, that kind of was an uproar. Yeah, like you see that now? Why? Because you got people's perspective in a very aggressive way? Yeah, my aunt went ahead and she took that part out the, um, you know, the, the birthday post from my brother. But why? Is that because you somebody had to force you to see? And I get it. Even with me being a person that I truly think about how my words and how my actions can affect some people. You know how hard it was for me when we had that conversation about the creator versus the creation? And I was talking to you about Nikki DeGazer and her being a trans and all that different stuff. You know how much in my heart I was like, I really don't want this to offend someone. But I had to go ahead and let that out because it impacted my household. I am very clear that I walk with a different set of skills that most people just, they're desensitized to. I get that. But even in the moments where somebody can go ahead and point out, mm, that's hurtful. 
I am quicker to apologize and to resolve than to stand in my, I'm just going to let my pride or my defense take, take first notice and response first. That's wrong. And unfortunately, we, we live in a world where wrong is becoming more popular, that it's more popular to tape somebody getting beat up than to go ahead and intervene or call the police, that it's more, everything that is wrong is being glorified or maximized. And so there's a real thin line between right and wrong now, because everything is live your truth, do what you want. And so we're, we don't have the guts anymore to let people know, hey, that was hurtful. Because then, you know, then you're suppressing people and you're making people feel this way and all these other different things. So, again, my challenge is to you, can you hone that skill? Because this thing is really becoming obsolete at this point. The skill to be able to say, hmm, is that action going to be offensive? Is that statement going to be offensive? And you have to look at it through the lens of if I was on the opposite spectrum of receiving that, would that impact me negatively? Because some things, like I said, you're going to go ahead and offend people. You're just going to have to be okay. But look, it is what it is. If someone came up to me and was like, I love our conversations, but I really don't like when you tie in God because I just feel like at that moment, I will listen to every single iota of what they said. And with the clear confidence that once they are done with what they said and I take my deep breath in and out, it's going to look a lot like I understand what you're saying and I respect your point of view, but you're probably not going to need to have any more conversations with me because if you are asking me to take away the very foundation that I live, breathe, and make my decisions on, then you're asking me to not be a part of myself and you're not asking me to live my truth and I'm never going to be welcomed anywhere where someone's asking me for a portion of me and so I would be very clear offended probably but very clear oh that's something I'm not willing to adjust so then this is somewhere I don't need to be and that would just be it and then I would feel some kind of way like man I hate that because I feel like you know outside of my beliefs I feel like I'm really bringing on some good points and this not a third but you're not going to ask me to be half of me that's equivalent to you asking me, hey, when you come here, you know, we all love you and that's great. When you come to said event, can you not wear your wedding ring? Because some people, they feel a little bit uncomfortable. What? No, absolutely not. I'm just, you're not going to ask me to, to walk an inconsistent untruth about myself so that you can feel comfortable. The answer is no. Now, if you said something like, and I had this happen, I was in a training room one time. I had bought like this particular, I don't know what I opened up, but it had a smell to it. It was food. And people were like, oh, that smell. So I took out one of my, you know, little cheap little spray, you know, pea blossom or whatever you get from Walmart. I got out and I started, you know, taking that out of my bag and because I use it for when I'm in the bathroom. And I went ahead and I started spraying and like an uncomfortable amount of people started coughing to the point that I was like, are you okay? And they were letting me know fragrance, like they're allergic to it. I was like, oh. I am so sorry. So that when I went to other places in that particular establishment, they were letting me know, hey, um, we really try to stray away from having anything that's scented, you know, um, candles, anything like that. You know, that's a fire hazard, but anything like sprays and stuff, because a lot of people have a reaction about it. And so because they let me know, hey, the things that are good to you can negatively impact someone else. I never brought that thing up again. And I was sitting next to some stanky people. I smelled some stanky food. It was just like, oh, we doing a stanky leg all through the situation, huh? But me spraying something 
was not so important to me that I wanted to stand in it to the point that it would be someone else's demise. You see where I'm going with that? I just wish we all had a better way of thinking and feeling and just getting back to not only being sympathetic, but empathetic. And to the point that we all connected and said, you know what? I'm going to treat people the way that I would want to be treated. I don't feel necessarily how you feel about A, B, and C, but if that's impacting you and it's within my power to change that without contorting my truth, then you know what? I'm with it. I apologize. Let me change it. The relative that did that particular post, she didn't message me back. She actually messaged something, at, uh, posted something after that that was very offensive, but I wasn't chasing that wolf. You know, certain things is not you. It's like the energy that you're looking for, I don't have that. Mission accomplished with me getting you to get down something that was offensive, taking a portion of that post and doing something else with it. And if you couldn't see that from the heart posture that I took with the message and you know what, then I just need to rearrange how I see certain things, you know, certain situations. And so that's when people go to the self-preservation part of cutting people off and making sure that you adjust how people, it's like, I can't tell you how to do your life, but I can definitely tell you how you're about to do life with me. Point blank the period. Poo. You understand? I do feel so much better after talking to you. Real talk. I literally came into the house, kissed my husband, and was like, I have to make a phone call. And he was like, oh, okay. Yeah, and I needed to get this off of me because there was just an anger there that I could not express. There was an anger inside me that won't go away. But talking is therapeutic for me. God speaks through me. And I'm like, if I can just, if you can feel an inkling of what I feel, then I know these conversations are so so much more expensive than, than what anybody could put a price to. And I love how we're emerging with our conversations, how I'm being unveiled, how I just feel like, you know, because when it's a safe place and it's judgment free and you really know that at the core foundation of it all, it's not a, ooh, what happened? It's a, hmm, how can I zoom out, listen to this situation that is happening to someone that I'm having a conversation with and see how I can learn and better my life from their scar. The real, real true Ewood Hollywood story success is you looking at somebody else's wound and figuring out how you can avoid that. That's real wisdom. That I can learn from your wound without ever being impacted physically. That's something. So I feel better. I'm thankful. You know what these conversations are about. They are life-provoking conversations, conversations that not everybody's going to have with you, that you may listen to it and be like, that's exactly what I felt, but I didn't know how to put my words to it because I was so emotional. Listen, I got you. I got you. But as my good, good nanny says, all right, I ain't going to hold you. Whew, I'm going to change this shirt because the way that my deodorant gave up, and I understand, it was real. I'm going to talk to you later. Thank you for listening. Later.